Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, your automotive host with the most. And, of course, this week in the studio, we've got Smitty and Breezy. Smitty. <coughs> Breezy. <coughs> Where are they at? I'm telling you. It's hard to find good help anymore. Exactly. So they're out this week. But in the studio, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. What's going on, Jacksonville, Florida? And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour legal counsel slash all around cool car guy, Mr. Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Now, how's your sweet bit? Mine's been really good. Been really good, Professor. No, you know, pretty darn good, really. Pretty pretty darn good. <laughs> you know, pretty darn pretty good. Pretty darn good. You know, I've had a pretty good week myself. I ain't gonna lie. You know, it's been a good one, you know. There's, there's a lot worse things. Been pretty smooth on my side. What about y'all? I mean, mine's been pretty smooth, too. I mean, I tell you, you got, you got you some hot rod parts for the Murata. I do, I do. A four-barrel racing carb. <laughs> yeah, it's a real hot rod of a Holly 600. Hey, now. With an electric with, choke. With with an electric when, choke. When you got a two-barrel, that is kind of hot yeah, rod. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. And a cast-iron factory 340 intake. Hey, you so know what? I'm about a distributor away from that car running. And a Holly chrome air cleaner that's yeah, right you know, that's free horsepower right there 14 gotta, inch baby you gotta top it off with something are you gonna put a K&N in there you know to no, free up a few it, more ponies if it wasn't purple maybe but no nah, I'm probably gonna first put, you're colorblind it's red probably second gonna put, <laughs> probably gonna put an STP in there <laughs> STP <laughs> only the finest paper element I can get <laughs> the, the big lot special <laughs> I just want a white paper element you're killing me. I don't want purple. I don't want a purple. It's red. It's for, purple. It's not. It's red. I have never seen a purple K&N filter. I've never, never seen a K&N that wasn't purple. I think we need to take you to the eye doctor. You know, professor. right? Caddy uh-huh. corner from this studio is an eye. Yeah, we place. need to. We're going to drop you off. <laughs> Be like, doctor, he's seeing colors wrong. Maybe that could be it. That could explain a lot of things. Could be. It's been a long time. That could explain your outfit today. It's wrong. (laughs) That's why he's got that purple and orange outfit on. No, wearing a black suit with a blue shirt. That's purple, Richard. (laughs) It's kind of purplish. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I'm having a good week though. I mean, it's 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 just been a good week, you know, kind of uneventful, but good. I tell you what, we got coming up though, son. Daylight savings time. March by, by the time you hear this, it will be daylight, daylight savings, savings time. But you know what else? Something going on next Thursday, isn't there? Look, look at you, Professor. You're, you you may not see it, but you know you're observant. I'm on the ball. 
I'm so excited for Thursday. You know why? <laughs> you know, Thursday looks really purple. <laughs> it's pink. Do you know why I'm so excited about Thursday? Why are you on excited? On top of what we got going on, it's ice cream night. Oh, Lord. That's right. Pink Mama's ice cream. We got a little local ice cream joint on Pleasant Bird Drive here in Greenville. It's having a cruise in. And, and of course, because we like hot rods and ice cream at Hot Rods and Happy Hour, we're going to be there. This Thursday, I love events through the week like this. I mean, I don't necessarily want to do it every day, but it's so nice, like a little break. It's kind of like the weekend before the weekend. Yeah, it's something to do during, you know, like, hey, get off work. What are you going to do? There's something to do. Go eat ice cream. Go eat ice cream. Hang out. 40 degrees outside. What else are you going to do? Exactly. Eat ice cream. Eat ice cream. Hang out, fellowship with your local car guys and girls and eat ice cream. Exactly. You got to be, we got to include everybody, car people. Car people. Exactly. But remember, everyone, it's at Pink Mama's on Pleasantburg. Pink Mama's ice cream on Pleasantburg. Not Purple Mama's, like Richard would tell you, <laughs> but Pink Mama's. I haven't seen it yet. Starts at 530. I, I got a feeling it's not going to help when you do, so it don't really matter. <laughs> I'm telling you. But I'm excited, though. You got your four barrel for the Murata. Yep. Yep, that thing's finally... It's going to be like, a hot rod. Like, it ran for a little bit, and I drove it to work a couple of times, but it didn't run right. So well, I'm going to be happy to hopefully just be able to turn the key and just drive the thing. No, what I want to do is you romp down that pedal when you hear that them back two barrels open up. I'm looking forward. This will be my first four barrel ever. What? What? I've never owned a car with a four barrel Get car. Get out of town. I swear to God. Your Mustang didn't have a four-barrel? You pull- my Mustang was a six-cylinder. It had a oh. one-barrel. Are you pulling my leg? My El Camino was two-barrel. My Murata's a two-barrel right now. Are you? Really? Your Those first only- four-barrel car? My, yes. My Bigfoot Power Wheels had a four-barrel on it. <laughs> what in the heck? This is it. Your this first four. I mean, this is like a this is like a big step. It's it a is. Milestone I feel like I need to talk to you about the birds and the bees <laughs> next or something. <laughs> That's what I was actually. You need to know where becoming a man. Do you yeah, exactly? <laughs> I'm telling. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Got him a four barrel and everything. That's cute. It's my first. That's just. You never forget your first four barrel. <laughs> I hope not. The damn thing better run. <laughs> It's a holly. It's going to run. I don't say good, but it's going to run. I'm telling you. I just need it to keep running. Like when I take my foot off the gas and stop at a red light. I want, I'll tell you what I want to do with your Murata. I want to play a little joke on somebody. Everybody knows who Mark Warman is, the graveyard cars, and I have his phone number. I want to call him up, and in all seriousness, I want to tell him I've got a restoration project for you. I've got an 81 Dodge Murata that I won't frame off or stored. Full nut and bolt rotisserie restoration. Don't tell him it's a joke until he's done. <laughs> see see if he knows that what sounds... a KRID code is. You, you, it would be crazy. You tell him that. He's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> a Murata. A Mur- That's a Mercury, son. No, a Murata. There is never a Dodge J-body. <laughs> Oh man, that's that'd be funny though. I want to frame off restore this. Hey, have at it. I will ship it to him with a giant smiley face on the on the trailer. I'd probably, hate to see that bill. Probably the world's most expensive Murata. When he yeah, well, when he talks about the bill, that's when you tell him it was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
We were just kidding. Yeah, I didn't think you'd really do it. Well, I'm saying, did you take my? You probably take your four barrel off, put the two barrel back on. If you're doing a nut and bolt, that would be the right thing to do. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's only original once. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to fix that now. <laughs> Forty years later, we're going to repair that. I'm telling you, I mean, you're going to like it though. I mean, I just can't wait to see the look on his face, Kobe, when he comes in and he's riding down the road and he kind of accelerates and. He's, what? We're gonna um, have to get him some flow masters eventually. He's got him some. Already have flow masters. He's got him, but he's gonna hear them now. Yeah, he'll be able to hear. With this, whoa! Next he, thing is headers, and then a gear. So I kind of wish he had, you know what a thermoquad radiator oh, yeah. or a thermoquad radiator, thermoquad carburetor. Yeah. The uh, a thermoquad. Yeah, like oh, a Monte Carlo SS. No, 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 no. That was a uh, that's a Rochester. Oh, you're right. Quad you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, quadrant. The uh, no, a Thermoquad was Chrysler's version of the four-barrel. And I'm trying to, and my dad told me about it. I've never owned one. But when it would kick in, it would be like, <laughs> Actually, you know what's crazy is when I was talking to Eric at the carb shop about his 600, before I went and picked it up yesterday, he asked me if I wanted a Thermoquad, a thermoquad for that car. And I said, no, let's go with the No, nah, let's stick with the Holly. Yeah, the way I look at it, the less Mopar parts you can put on this Mopar, the better it's going to be. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like if you have a Ferrari 308 and you put on uh, an MSD, <laughs> like all the Italian stuff that you can replace. Exactly. It's better. Like, like you know, the, the keeping the Chrysler parts to a minimum. You know what I mean? The only thing we need to keep is the front end. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. We may even change that. I tell you something, we can't change those. These commercial breaks, man. Another one. Every time, guys, we're talking about car restorations this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Stay tuned. Right here on 1063 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. Of course, as always, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour legal counsel slash all around cool car guy, Mr. Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? And then, of course, we always got to have the professor himself, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru. Richard Hoskins. What's happening to all our lady friends growing up in the 90s and everyone out in Beverly Hills, California? Not 0210. Rest in peace, Luke Perry. Oh, I'll tell you Luke Perry was just too cool for school. He was, man. Like, literally. Yeah, man. on TV, he was. He was like the James Dean guy. Yeah. Him it, and old it, Jason Priestley. You know, Jason Priestley was the, he was a Ford guy. Yeah, he had a Mustang. Yeah. Um, they all had cool cars. I mean, yes, yeah, Beverly Hills. Ian Zeering. Was it Ian Zeering, whatever his name was? Uh, yeah, he, he, was in the, he had a Camaro. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had a Chevy. Yeah, he had a He had a vet in the show. Yeah, a C4. Yeah, a C4 vet, in fact. It was a 90. Exactly. It was that weird brown color they didn't make many of. Exactly. And, uh, I always knew he was good people. Luke Perry uh, had the fake Porsche 356. Yeah, you know, I always like the speedsters, but I think I'd rather have a kit car. I'll never forget the episode, the street racing episode, where the nerd girl got run down by the Chevelle, and Ian Ziering and uh, Luke Perry like figured out who it was, and uh, they were deciding whose car to take to go to the street race to catch them, and uh, Ian Ziering said, uh, let's take the Corvette, it's faster, and Luke Perry said, I don't know, man. 
Porsche 356 has had 90 horsepower. <laughs> 90 gross <laughs> that's, horsepower. That's TV, though. You I know, know what I I'm know. saying? It's, it, it, it's, it's a Volkswagen at the as, end of the day. As a 12-year-old, it cracked me up. Like, like I think I know which one's faster. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's very few. If if a C4 Corvette is one of the options in life, usually that's where you need to go. <laughs> I think they ended up taking the vet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally an over. I mean, it's it's a Volkswagen bug. At and the end of the day. Full disclaimer: the only reason I watched 90210 is because it was that episode, and it was a street racing episode. I bet it was. Sure, yeah. just like Josh when he listened to New Kids on the Block because his parents <laughs> forced him to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just saying, we can make but things you know, like that because they're not here. I don't know what made me just think of this, but we were talking about little kid cars. And I know all these listeners out there probably seen it on social media or whatever. But did you not see what the Miami Vice boat is going for? $20 million. Well, that's cool and all, but I can't swim. But now they're giving away a Daytona kit car, which is probably one of my dream cars. I love McBurney Daytonas. It's my two favorite things, a Ferrari Daytona, which I will never own, and a C3 Corvette. And a Miami, the Miami Vice. You've got the, boat. yeah. Somebody was joking around, and they were talking about how close they are because the, the only real difference between the cars, I mean, they made McBurney did a wonderful job of replicating yeah, it. They did. Is it's what like two inches longer the vet is than right. a real one? And then the windshield, and there's the, no visors on the vent window. Yeah. But I mean, but all in all, I mean, they, they to did. the untrained eye, it's very close. They did a damn good job. Yeah, for kit cars, it's extremely close. Well, for kit cars, the quality is also superb. Oh yeah, but this is the thing: it's twice the car the Ferrari ever thought about being. But pr- probably more than twice. But you know, somebody was joking around and be like, "Do you know the fastest way to tell a McBurney car from a real Daytona?" It runs exactly <laughs> like like because you can drive it. That's why. Like I, the there's a uh, what's that comedians and cars getting coffee yeah and uh, I'm trying to remember who Jerry Seinfeld took out in the Daytona but like it broke down in the first mile I mean this is like a four million dollar car they're not and it broke down they're not that bad the Daytonas had what was called the Colombo V12 um, and it's what most V12 Ferraris from the 60s and 70s had and it was a great engine they're just they're needlessly finicky and complex. It's not a bad engine. If it's in perfect tune, it'll run forever. It's just never in perfect tune. But keeping it in perfect tune. It's kind of like saying if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't have money problems. You know, I mean, it's... Kind of, yeah. You know. Uh, you got six Webers on a V12. <laughs> yeah, you were having trouble with one carburetor. Could you imagine having six? I can't exactly. keep a car running with one two-barrel. <laughs> much less six. <laughs> But, you know, talking about the kit cars, that kind of got us, you know, we're talking about restorations. Real quick, and we're going to dig a little deeper in depth in this. If you were going to do a restoration right now, which you are currently doing one, so yep. this is kind of biased. And I think I know where you're going to go with this one, Kobe. But if you're going to go with a restoration, would you start with a fiberglass body car, or would you start with something you drug out of the woods? After doing what I've done, <laughs> fiberglass body car. <laughs> How about you, Professor? 
Well, <laughs> I think Kobe's a better person to ask. <laughs> like, I want to be holier than thou and say a vehicle I drug out of the woods, but I've never had to do that before. So, Except when you drove it into the woods, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I've drug a car out of the woods, <laughs> but uh, we didn't build it back. I just got a big insurance check after that. <laughs> Now, if I'm pulling her out of the woods, I mean, something bad happened. It was a bad Friday night. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> and that's a story for another time. But, you know, and that's the thing about restorations. Like, I mean, which way do you go? And, I mean, granted, as bad as I hate to say it, because they're still out there, and I'm going to get the email from somebody, like, there's good cars still out there. There really isn't anymore. There really isn't. When they're cutting long bed trucks down, that's telling you right there, cars are getting picked over. The guys that are uh, do the work on my Murata actually are literally doing that right now. They're cutting down a long bed. Exactly. Um, they were looking for a welder this morning um, for that exact reason. Well, you know, and now you've got, uh, you know, I mean, so you got them doing that. So now you've got the, the replica bodies now. But see, that's what I was going to say. Like and Dennis, restamped steel bodies. Yeah, like Dennis Carpenter. I just went and looked at a 44 just... Just the other day, and that kind of what? What's an all new steel body? All new steel body for eleven thousand dollars, and the same guy that's building this one has five other factory forty Fords sitting in his shop, and they're done and they're beautiful cars. But if you look at this factory stamp body car that comes from Dennis Carpenter, the fit and finish on it is second to none. The everything about it, it actually looks. And you're way far ahead than dragging a 44 or finding one and putting new floors in it, new rockers in it, new this in it, new that in it, just to make something. You're way ahead of the game. Well, that, I want to tell you something else, too. I'll tell you a funny story about Dennis Carpenter. You know, you've heard Dennis Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. I know Ford is. Reproductions. I mean, makes he's the Ford go-to. Broncos, everything. Everything. Do you know how he got started? Mm, I don't know. You know, on a 40 Ford. Mm-hmm. The little ivory dials, yep. The little like knobs and things like that. He made those in his garage. Really? He started making like the little knobs and handles, and from there, he now they make the whole damn car. Yeah, and several others. I've now. been to his shop. It's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. If you're a Ford guy, that's definitely your Graceland from way back. I'll tell you what else we got from way back. These commercial breaks. Every time. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking restorations right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 1863 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Of course, in the studio, we got Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? I'd like to give a shout out to the Hughes brothers up in Elizabethan, Tennessee. The, the big town of Elizabethan. Yes, the big town. They own a little hot rod shop up there. They build a lot of gassers and just all around cool hot rods. You know, that's that's actually kind of fun stuff. You know, towns like that I love. Me too. I love that because you get some of the coolest cars coming out of those towns. And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru Richard Hoskins. What's going on, everybody? All right. So, you know, we're talking about restorations. And a lot of people get in over their head on restorations fast. Very fast. Because in your head, well, it's this, 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 and this. And I have found more times than not, like the big pieces of the puzzle, which are important, don't get me wrong, but it's all the little stuff that costs you that you don't even think about that are hiding. Um, 
you know, like it tickles me when people talk about wanting to restore their first car because probably what one in five actually finish it. Probably, I would say one in five. Most that, of the time, they get about eighty percent. If that far, yeah, and then they they usually they get blown apart, and then that's it. Yeah, or they get halfway done. They normally get the paint done, and then they start putting it together, and then it gets sit in the corner for a couple of years because then they realize. Well, I got to spend all this money on this, that, and another thing. Well, I don't have it right now, so it just gets pushed aside, and then they end up buying one done. Exactly, and and I'll be honest, we at the end of the day, it's always cheaper to buy one done. Oh, I mean, I've, I've learned that one the hard way, and it's fun to build one though. It's rewarding to build a car. I've had the itch for a while now to build one, and I, and I, and I don't, I do know what I want. I don't know why I want one so bad, and we'll get into that. But but that's the thing, like. You know, so like just talking in general, building a car, just from the frame up. Let's say, for example, I've had been all over the idea of building a tea bucket. And I, and I don't know why. Probably one of the most worthless cars known to man. Been there, done that, had but, one. <laughs> but I like them. Though. I just like it. Like I want to build a – it's so funny. And, and, and I think I want to prove – I want to build it to prove a point. Um, I've got a really bad habit. I've always that guy's got the big wheels on his car, lowered down, and, and that. And we got like these greaser types, you know, like like if it's the outsiders, what would it, what would it be? They would be the Pharaoh. No, no, no. I'm thinking of uh, American Graffiti. That's American Graffiti. <laughs> what are they like? The the socials were the 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 preppies. I, I, anyway, I, I, we got I these we got know. these Fonzie type guys, and I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? But they look at me like, well, you don't understand traditional. And they have a small block Chevrolet with an HEI distributor in it in their car. But um, you don't understand traditional, yo. But uh, like, but you ain't running points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your point? Huh? And, uh, you know, got like your cigarettes rolled up in your sleeve and all that stuff. But uh, got their white wall, got their porter walls on and all that good stuff. But, and that's cool and all. But I thought about building a traditional hot rod and building one from the ground up with all brand new parts, but looks like it was built in the 60s. Well, that's, that's, what a true, that's where a true hot rodding began. Well, that, and, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, it's a really hot market, that traditional hot rod. I ain't talking about a rat rod. I'm not talking about a patina rod. I'm talking about a traditional built show car. Yep. You know, and I'm talking about, you know, chrome reverse wheels. You Candy know. gold. Exactly. Lots yeah. of candy, metal flake, things like that. You know, lots of chrome, you know, and, and, and going. I would probably stay with a small block Chevrolet as a drivetrain. That was very, very popular even back in the day. Maybe a 283. It, I'd, I'd put a 350 in it. I'd be honest with you, nobody would really know the difference, you know. I mean, <laughs> well, hang on now. And, put a 265 in it. You're just giving the greasers flock for having an HEI distributor. Listen, I said, well, have the look, okay? <laughs> it, you it have looks a true the same. 265 in it. <laughs> no, 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 no. 327. But, a three twenty seven. Yeah, that would work. When's the last time you seen a three twenty seven? Your car. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's another thing. But like, you know, and build something like that. So let's say you went like Spirit T, and I ain't gonna say I've been looking, but you know, if you want to buy a full kit, it's about seven thousand um, dollars for a twenty three T kit. Now, 
you're like, man, this is a full kit. No, that just gets you started. That gets you started. Then you got to do all your front end parts and your rear end parts. Well, no, that does. It comes with your front suspension. Oh, does it? It does. It comes with a chrome front shaft, suicide front end. Oh, yeah. That's where the front axle sticks out past the front cross member. See, I like that front end. That doesn't sound safe. (laughs) Well, that's why it's called suicide. (laughs) Exactly. Duh. (laughs) But it handles Um, way better. It's got a, it comes with a, this one's kind of an odd one. It comes with a 10 bolt Chevrolet rear end under them. It's different. A yeah, ten bolt. A ten bolt. You know, I figured it'd have like an eight inch forward or a nine inch forward. Yeah. It comes with a ten bolt. Huh. And you can do a quick change if you wanted yeah. to, which I like a quick change. Really, I think yeah. they're neat. Um, but not feasible if you're just gonna just drive it around. Yeah, you know, for a low buck build, they're not feasible. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a four thousand dollar rear end. Exactly. You don't want that. But, but like you know, since so you're building this car, and you know, and you order it with a with a Z step frame, and you order into you know, this fiberglass body. And you know you you got grill shells and radiator shells for days you could put in it and deciding what size what style headlights you want to run on it and things like that. But I would probably run an automatic transmission in it because one I got big feet and two a T bucket just don't have a lot of floor room in it. So an automatic would be probably what I'd do. I'd put a nice tall shifter if you in have it. A passenger, you're gonna be elbowing them in the face Believe every time not, you shift on a T bucket. Been there, done that. You don't want a tall shifter. I did it. You want a little sho- a stubby one because. When you're in there, and you know we're both kind of big guys, your leg is literally resting against that shifter the whole time, and it pops out of gear a lot. <laughs> so you definitely want a little stubby one. Oh, exactly, exactly. And and another thing, you know, I could I could definitely see that, but aesthetically, and see that's the thing. Like when you're yeah. building a car, you think, man, I want that 23 inch you know Swan shifter in there, and yeah, they're cool looking till you go to drive it. Is that? It's yeah. the ape hangers of T-buckets. It is. That's the ape hangers of shifters. Yes. It is. It is. What ape hanger handlebars are, that's what it is to shifters. It's, but, and I had one in my 32. And I mean, and 30, now 32 yeah. is like a Lincoln compared to a 23, but still, <laughs> yeah. it's the, uh, and, you know, so, so let's say you go that route. And then, you know, of course, you can buy all the vintage style gauges for, you know, new and I mean, you could put a GM. And you know why we're talking about motors? Would you build a motor, or would you buy a crate engine? It's so much cheaper just to go buy a crate engine for thirteen hundred dollars, and you're done. I mean, you get a nice two ninety horse GM Performance Parts three fifty, you're done. You're yeah. something that weighs eighteen hundred pounds. You can order it on safe. Amazon Prime. Exactly, that's the best thing ever. And you got three years, thirty six thousand mile warranty on it. Yeah. Oh, and Prime, I can order it on my phone. And have it in two days. In two days, prime. You could probably order the car on your phone. No, you can't. Well, you can't do that. Spirit, Spirit's not on the Amazons. Uh, okay. I can't order a tea bucket on the prime. Do they have a website? They do have a website. You can still so, order it on your phone. Well, technically, I guess you could, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You could call them up on your phone and order it, Professor. That's fair. That's fair. But so okay. Well, the first thing you do, you get your kit. What would you do? Would you do a hard top or a ribbon bull soft top? I wouldn't have a top on my tee bucket because I'll be honest with you, no top you put on it's going to make it watertight. So why? Well, some look good with the hard top, some look good with soft top, but then they really look good with it off. But exactly, I wouldn't want a top. I was weird my thirty two forty didn't put a top on it either. I don't. I don't. First of all, I'm too tall to ride in it with a top on it. And I didn't like the way the folding tops looked down, so why put yeah. the brackets in there? I was I was I was with you because like literally mine, I had to like squat down in the seat just to kind of see under the windshield because my head was all up there. And I mean that's the thing. I mean it's 
they're cool, and especially when you get a car with a raised floor in it, it makes it even worse. I mean, it looks great because it sits low, but you know. So, but we're we're, we're building this T bucket here, you know, and and you know, so you got it. Of course, what kind of transmission would you go with? Probably a turbo three fifty and something like that. I'd probably do a seven hundred R four, or you could put a four speed in. I'd probably uh, probably go with Kobe on that one. Do a seven hundred R four. Is it? Re- I mean, are you really worried about like highway driving in your T bucket? Well, it's nice, even like when you. Like driving a car course, with coffee. Of course, fuel mileage is a big thing because keep in mind you got a car with with what a ten gallon gas tank. Exactly. Maybe? So that's the thing. Like even though, even though, let's say that ten bolt's got a three seventy three or whatever in it, that little three speed at sixty is going to turn, you know, probably twenty eight hundred probably twenty nine to three thousand RPMs. Where if you just click it in overdrive, you're at twenty one hundred and just saved yourself a bunch of gallons of gas. Well, you got a point there a little bit. I mean, but you still got all the performance you need, you know, until you click it into overdrive. Well, we there, you know, but... For uh, about the same exact amount of money. You can rebuild a Turbo 350 for the same thing. You're going to rebuild a 700R4. Now, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit more, but not, not too much more. Um, I remember when you could have Turbo 350s built for 350 bucks. Yeah. Those were the days. I remember, I remember having a built Turbo 350 in my old school vet. My 80 vet, I paid $400 for it and it had a shift kit in it. <laughs> I know. The good old like days. I'm showing my age. Oh, talking about this newfangled overdrives, kids. All right, well, I guess we need to take a commercial break. Or we got to pay or, bills. Either that or Patrick's swatting at a fly over there. He's doing something. I think he wants us to pay some bills. I'm telling you guys, stay tuned. We're talking car restoration right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. And, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour legal counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Mr. Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Then, of course, we've got Hot Rods and Happy Hour, Dodge driving, bow tie wearing. I need to get him some bow ties. You, you can <laughs> yeah. rock a bow tie. I wouldn't do that. You would be that guy. Uh, would you not get? Would you not wear some bow ties if I get you a hot rod and happy hour bow tie? Hell no. Why would you what? not? Wear? My feelings are hurt because <laughs> I ordered you one on the Amazon. <laughs> we got it on Prime. I'll wrap it around my head or something. <laughs> Richard Hoskins. What's going on, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee? I love Pigeon Forge, Gonna be Tennessee. there in just a couple weeks. I'm telling you, not even, for no, ponies not in even the a couple Smokies. Weeks. I love ponies in the Smokies. Probably my favorite Mustang show. One, because I've never got ran over there. And second, because <laughs> it is a fun yet. Because it is an awesome event. I, I truly look forward to it. I mean, we're going to be at the drag strip. We're going to be at the convention center. What's better than sitting up in a tower at the drag strip? Call in all the drag racing action. Small tire, big tire, turbo. Have you you ever come? First four barrel? First time in the tower at the drag strip? Amen. Boy. This is a good month. We're going to make a man out of you. You're trying. Well, when he gets back, he's going to have some stripes on that suit. I'm telling you. (laughs) You're going to have all your little merit badges. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm yeah, growing we're gonna, up. We're gonna have to get him a satchel to put all his little a sash with all his little. Uh, Come on, bow ties, a sash, <laughs> seriously, what? with all your merit badges on it. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, <laughs> What's so going on? we're talking car restoration, and we're building a tea bucket. 
And, but, you know, and, and this is things, I think we're going to run into things that people never think about. Because people do this all the time. Car guys do this. You see something online, I can build that. I can build one of those. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Eh. Eh. And a T-Buck is probably one of the simplest cars in the world to build. It, it's a bucket. It, when it comes to restorations, I will tell you this. And I've done a bunch of them over the years. But when you... Most people that get into doing restorations, they have a plan written down on their little notepad. But as they're starting to build it, even though they've done bought some parts, in a matter of a month or two, they see something else and they change it. And I'm the same way. I literally have three boxes of parts laying there that I'll never use on the restoration. Because I'll be like... That just don't look like I wanted it to, so I'm going to go this way. Look at this steering wheel. Or, yeah, there you go. Five steering wheels later, we got one on the truck. <laughs> Four million dollars later, we got a steering wheel, baby. You know, it's just... Kobe's got more steering wheels than, stock, than the place he bought them from. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, that's the thing. You When you're doing that, or pedals, or even hose clamps, or... You know, you're going from rubber hoses to braided hoses, or you're going but you from... Know, that's where you spend your money at. It's not... The little nitpicks. Everybody looks like the big purchases. Well, motor, transmission, you know, or the kit itself. Let's say we're talking about that T-bucket. Mm-hmm. The kit itself, you know, and wheels, tires, bam, I'm ready to go. That, yeah, those are big buys, but those 20, 30, 40, something like 32 Ford yep. Roadster, every time you touch that car was 500 bucks. Yep. You know, After buying the car, every time... I'll never forget. I got to it in a spell when I was building that car. I wanted to put a stamp 32 Ford tank out the back, and it's kind of got the body line in the tank yep. and all that. Well, I ordered me a tank for it. $495. Yep. Well, I wanted to order me a root live hood for it. Well, that was, you know, I think it was like $895. But, like, just everything. I mean, it was just like you couldn't touch nothing. That car was 500 bucks, 500 bucks at least every time you touched it. Well, you figure even. I don't care how big a shop you have or or what you've got. You're going, when you're building these cars, you're going to go to O'Reilly's or Vance or, you know, your rod shop or wherever. You're going to go there once a week at least or maybe even more for the most nitpick stuff. And every time you go, it's going to be 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, And it adds up fast. And, you know, you're not technically buying anything big. But over the, the the span of the build, it adds up quick. It's, it's the stuff you never think about. Exactly. Of course, you got your engine in mind. Uh, you know, you got your body, you got your kit. If you're building from scratch, but all the things that you find along the way that you hadn't planned for, because why would you? Those are the things that add up. Hoses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, Weather strip, nuts and bolts, hardware. Hardware. That one's a big one. Stainless. If you go on stainless, you know you're looking at. Compared to, and I've probably made 300 trips to the hardware store, and stainless screws or nuts or bolts are 60 to $5 a bolt. And you don't realize, well, i got to have four of them. Well, there's a $20 bill. Exactly. Or my, my thing when I was building my Roadster and all my suspension parts, because you, you can't necessarily run stainless bolts like on four bars mm-hmm. and things like that. So everything on this car was painted, polished, or plated. Well, what bolts do I want to run it? So I decided I want to go with a gold CAD, just pretty grade 8 stuff. And so I started buying all these gold CAD bolts. And I kept a running tally at the local nut and bolt house. 
And like I would go down there and it just you know they would charge I had a charge account you know and I'd send one of the guys down to the shop you know to go pick up nuts and bolts and I'd go pick up nuts and bolts next thing you know like I owed him eight hundred bucks in bolts yep for and I'm talking about for a rolling chassis not even the complete car well just like the kit like I bought a complete stainless kit supposed to be from bumper to bumper that was seven hundred and fifty dollars yeah straight up. And, and it just, didn't have everything. And this is fasteners. That's it. That, Hold a fender on. Thing. Exactly. I mean, these are. I mean, these are bolts. We're not talking about the fender. We're talking about the bolts that hold it on. I tell you another one that gets people: weather strips. How expensive weather stripping is? No, I'll tell you about it. I don't necessarily really have any of that. But you know what I'm saying. Yep. I mean, when you start building like your truck, or you're building something like, you know, a muscle car or or street rod or anything. You start buying your know, window weather strips and all stuff in glass. Glass. Steel, steel yeah. rubber. I mean, you can go order a kit from steel rubber and you're looking at a $1,400 bill. Yeah. Just to do doors, trunk, and the little trim that piece goes across the front of the hood. That's $1,400. I'm telling you, we're going to scare people from building cars ever. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, I ain't building Bomb nothing. Done. No. <laughs> Buy them done. They're going to have nightmares. No, stay away from me, project. Do what no I do. Barrel. Start off with no a cream puff. But I mean, and that's another thing you, know, you got to think about too, is like, like brakes on this truck, on this car. You know, do you want to run Willwoods or do you want to run like a factory, like a factory style setup on it? Which you can save you a lot of money that way. And brakes, the factory stuff, even the Willwoods have gotten cheaper over the years now. Yeah. But, but like now you got like running your brake lines and bending your brake lines and brake hoses and and fittings on that side of it. And then you got your master cylinder. Or, you know, if you want to run power brakes or if you don't want to run power brakes, and. You know, and things of that nature. And then, like you were talking about, like pedals. Like, how do you want to run your pedals? How do you want to run your gauges? You can spend anywhere from $150 to $2,000 on gauges. You sure can. It's all because, and it's your taste. And, like, going, like, even, believe it or not, a lot of times, like you were saying, going all original style. Some of them original style stuff, like even Digital Dakota and some of them, and... Mo's and all them, they make replicas, but they're all digital inside, and they're they cost more than some custom off the wall set. Oh yeah, just because well, you know they well, know you're going to buy it. Well, exactly. But another thing too, I tell you one that I think people really skimp on, and it costs them in the long run, and it, and it drives me wild. People build a car, and I'm, matter of fact, I've got a really big argument with a good friend of mine that I was helping build a truck. Is wiring, oh my God. wiring harnesses. That one's a big one with me. Like right there, like he was building his truck and he wanted to use the factory harness, just the old original harness, and it was all to pieces. We're talking about a forty-five year old truck, and I told him I said, "Listen," and he turned his back, and I just looked at this glob of wires. I just ripped them out. I'm like, "Now go buy your harness for three hundred fifty bucks. Go painless all the way." I oh, mean, it's the only way to ride. Well, there ain't nothing painless about wiring, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's the name of the company. But Obviously. Yeah. That'll work. I'll tell you what's the pain is these commercial breaks, man. Stay tuned. Already? We got every time. Stay tuned. We got a lot more about restoration right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.